Birds with Friends is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Eagles ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. And who knows, with the Eagles-Seahawks game moved from prime time to 1 o'clock, maybe next Sunday will be a good time to use the Game Time app, sneak your way into that game. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, picking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately we'll edit that one out that didn't come out quite there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the wonderful of birds with friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a wednesday evening Bo wolf Shil Kapadia, Zach Berman here to talk about the Eagles as they prepare for the Patriots. Coming off the bye, gentlemen, we haven't talked in a while. How are you? I'm, I'm as I always am. I'm doing great. Excited for this podcast. I am not doing well. What's uh, wrong? Uh, well, I, uh, you know, we were, in the, we were in the Eagles locker room a little bit ago, and uh, for some very stupid reason, uh, I, I, uh, took up Fletcher Cox on the dare to, uh, do the one chip challenge. And, uh, you know, it wasn't so bad on the mouth. It was, what uh, is the one chip challenge? It's like a super, super, super spicy chip. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I figured I make these guys, I ask them to do a lot of silly things. So maybe I should do a silly thing once also. And really, the bigger problem was that my uh, probably my decision making skills were uh, pretty low after a, a late night writing. And uh, you know, I thought I thought the chip thing went well, but uh, as I got home, it's the 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 it just sitting in my stomach is just a searing pain. I I do not recommend it, and I uh, in fact would would tell you not to do it. So if I if I uh, if I perish during this episode, I'll need you guys to close it. Well, I don't know where to I don't know where to go with this. I will say that uh, I thought it was going to be much more serious. You know, you called us. Uh, I told you that it was on my own fault. Well, you said you know I said how are things before the pod, and you sounded very somber. I was very nervous that there was some like family situation. So all things uh, considered. Uh, that sounds bad. I'm sorry you have pain, and hopefully it goes away. But I guess that's perspective that it, it could be a lot worse. I'm taking a, I'm taking a spoonful of yogurt right now. I I thought you never liked chips at the Novacare Complex. So 
Oh, all right. Well, that's that's nice. You you come over the top, and we can get to kiss the ring week. Okay. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. We haven't talked about um, any of the Eagles things that have happened lately. Zach, Zach, have you ever heard of this chip thing? No, I. You know, I was um, talking to Zach Ertz in the locker room today, and there was all this commotion going on behind me, and I wasn't quite sure what it was about. And they do a lot of uh, TikTok stuff in the uh, locker room these days. So I figured it was something like that. I didn't realize Bo was well, consuming The commotion chips, so. wasn't about me. The commotion was about Nate Herbig doing it after uh, I did it. The uh, players were doing this? Well, well, it basically it was Fletcher Cox peer pressuring slash bullying people into it. Uh, and, I, I mean, I don't know why I relented, but here I am. Did he ask other media members to do this? Not really. I think he found his mark. Listen, okay. I think I'll get a, I, 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 I think the quid pro quo is I get an interview out of it at some point down the road. That's, you know, sometimes you got to go through hoops. This is easily the strangest intro we've ever had to a uh, birds with friends. But yes, I'm not 100 percent sure that that's true. I don't know. It's very strange. Like, I don't think people realize, like we like I said, we talked before we went on the air and I've never heard you so down. I was very nervous. I had like a pit in my stomach. So I think that's a bad job out of you. <laughs> well, that's I'm a sorry. Terrible job out of you. What, he what? said, Zach, he did that to you, too. Zach, you asked him how he's how he's doing. And he said, not so well. But were I you, said, was, yeah, but I said I would nervous? explain it on the pod. And so if it was something really, really bad, I wouldn't say I'll explain it on the pod. OK, well, right. Don't I don't you know. think that's fair. All right, let's let let's get <laughs> the Eagles stuff. That you so that's just that's just a warning. If uh, if you two end up having to dominate the conversation, that's why. It uh, wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't be the worst thing, and you know I've already puked on the podcast before, so uh, that that uh, line has already been crossed. Okay, uh, let's get to the the bird on the street. We have since we last talked talked to. The assistant coaches. We have talked to the players a little bit. We've talked to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Uh, Zach, why don't you tell us what you think are the uh, the headline pieces of news and information for the Eagles? Sure. Well, uh, we covered the news last week of of obviously Deshaun Jackson. Um, this week here, the Eagles added Jordan Matthews. We can get to that. In terms of today, Nigel Bradham did not practice. Alshon Jeffrey did not practice. Alshon Jeffrey is an injury to monitor because, you know, I, I do think that is one um, to really watch for Sunday. Uh, Jordan Howard and Jason Peters were both limited. Jason Peters is on the mend here. He's going to get his starting job back when he returns, whether that's this week or not remains to be seen. He did have arthroscopic uh, knee surgery, uh, so they cleaned it up, so to speak. Um, but uh, he's back at practice, and that will be something to watch in the coming days as well. How, how did people get injured on the bye week? Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Howard, am I missing something? <laughs> well, uh, Alshon Jeffrey's, that occurred, uh, I, Alshon Jeffrey's injury, that is. I, I, I wasn't calling him Jeffrey's. <laughs> WIP caller. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's injury uh, occurred in the fourth quarter, of the of the last game they played of the Bears game, um, so he actually came out. He wasn't on the drive late in that game, ah, so, right. so this is related to that. Uh, Jordan Howard also got hurt late in that game too. Correct? He wasn't on the field at the end either. That's correct. Uh, so yeah, so I, I think both of those injuries are from the Bears game. 
Okay. So let's, there, are, there are a couple things that I think we should uh, discuss in a little bit more depth. The first one is, um, as you said, Zach, Peters stepping right back into the left tackle role. Um, Shield, after watching both of those players play this year, do you think that is the, uh, the right decision? Yeah, I do. I do think it's the right decision. I think Dillard has played well. I think he's been basically everything you would want from a uh, first round pick, a guy you traded up for. I think the future is bright for him. Nothing but encouraging signs. But I I thought Peters was playing well before he got injured. And, you know, there are there are things in Peter's brain that he knows how to deal with and adjust to on the fly that are not in uh, Dillard's library yet. And, And Dillard's one weakness, of course, is that he can get overpowered still at times, and we're probably not going to see a huge difference with that until uh, next season. So I think if we're looking at, hey, you know, just who gives you the best chance to win the the highest level of performance at left tackle the rest of the way, I think it's Peters. I don't think it's like a huge gap. I don't think it's a no-brainer, but you brought the guy back for a reason, and obviously we know about the leadership and all those different types of things. So I think those things uh, factor in. And, and if he hadn't been playing well and if Dillard was even more lights out, then it would be a tough decision. But uh, I think it's a, a, probably a pretty easy one right now. Well, and, and I also think that it's – and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it fair to say that uh, the Eagles you know, have had to think about Dillard being out there much more than they do with Peters, meaning they, you know, they have to slide protections his way, they have to help him a little bit more than they would – do with Peters and and potentially that means uh, freeing guys up a little bit more to go on routes offensively. That's tough to say because they were playing Khalil Mack and the last time they played Khalil Mack they were you okay. know doing the same thing so I didn't chart it or anything I mean they were definitely doing stuff to deal with uh, with Khalil Mack in their last game I don't you know, you're, you're probably right there's probably yeah but even to it. even if it's maybe even if it's not. Um, well, I do think that they probably were doing it more often than they would do with Peters, but it's also like brain space during the week spent on like, okay, are they going to just play Khalil Mack on that side to try to get him against Dillard? Uh, and what are we going to do to handle that? Whereas you don't really have to worry about that as much with, with Peters. Yeah, I think that's right. And even with Dillard, I mean, he's given up multiple sacks. You know, right. it's not, it, it's not, right. he's, again, not been he's, he's played very well. But yeah, he, if Peters gives up a sack, then we're saying, Oh my gosh, this guy's done. He looks like he's 75 years old. If Dillard gives up a sack, we say, well, you know, he played well for the rest of the game, but the bottom line is, is a sack is a sack and you're trying to win the NFC East. Right. Uh, okay. The next thing is let's talk about the Alshon injury. Um, Zach, as you said, it happened, uh, towards the end of that game. It was an ankle injury. Um, I mean, this is, what has been happening all year long this is uh it's is is it possible for this group of wide receivers to get worse what do the eagles do if alshon can't play well a lot of tight end uh and it's gonna be interesting because i fully expect the patriots to utilize a similar game plan to what detroit did uh which was double zacherts wherever he he went uh, especially on the or or mostly on third down and I, I think that's really what Ertz is kind of expecting too. Uh, but what you're having is is you have Jordan Matthews on one side. You probably have either Nelson Aguilar or JJ Ortega Whiteside. I I still think Nelson's going to mostly play the slot. Last year when they had Jordan Matthews, even it was and this was before the Golden Tate trade. You had Nelson in the slot, Matthews on the outside, and I think you'll see a lot of that. Um, so. 
It really depends if you're in 11, if you're in 12. But I think they're going to be in a lot of 12 personnel. And this is going to be running the ball, throwing to your tight ends, throwing the ball to Miles Sanders out of the backfield. I think that's probably fair, but that's uh, that's not sounding so great. I, You know, we have already gotten this week um, what I was worried was going to be the topic du jour, which is, okay, you're going up against the Patriots, and the one thing <laughs> we know that Bill Belichick does is take away your best thing. And, uh, and, and, I, and I tried to ask Doug about that. Like, is that, is that trope overplayed? Like, do you believe that that is actually the truth? And he responded like I was a moron. Like, he sold it, man. Like, oh, yeah, watch the Kansas City game. Let's see, see what they did to, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill. And, like, well, look, what, look what the Lions did to us uh, in week three. Like, like, I was the moron for thinking that, that maybe there was too much made of that. So... <laughs> Well, here we are. Yeah, it, it is something that is true, but it is all. Yeah, I think you're both right. It's something that is true, and it's also something that's so annoying at this point and and so cliche to say before every game. But we can even go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, they're they're double not on the that touchdown at the end, but you know there were situations where they're double teaming Zach Ertz on third on third down in the red zone. And I, I think your point about the lions was a good one. And it hasn't even just been the lions. I mean, a lot of teams this year are like, well, well, last few weeks, it seems like opposing defenses are doing this. I mean, they've done a good job right. of taking away the Eagles best player and that's Matt Collins. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, as I hear that Zach Ertz may get double teamed, you know, if Alshon Jeffrey plays, he might draw Gilmore. Uh, this would seem like a good spot if you were if you were a team that spent some resources mm. at sort of a luxury position for a guy who's described as a, a playmaker. Mm. This would probably as, be a as good a baby time as a baby Gronk. Yeah, as a baby Gronk or baby Kelsey. This this would probably be a good time for that guy to have a big game. I don't know what you guys think. I know, that's right. I, I think that's Friday's podcast. We'll we'll get deep into that matchup. I don't uh, know. It's Patriots. We, we're, we're late here. Our whole schedule's messed up. This is Wednesday night. I, I don't think we can save anything. You <laughs> get, you know, you got the interesting thing, though, about, um, you know, you mentioned Miles Sanders in the passing game. I did my uh, WIP hit, and uh, John Ritchie made a, a good point that, you know, the Patriots have also obviously done a lot of zero blitzing yeah. this year, and they could blitz a lot and say, that guy's not, you know, you're not going to have the luxury of getting him out in a pass route, which I thought was a good point and a way that I could see the Patriots kind of attack them. And I also just expect that they will handle Sanders better than uh, some other. I mean, first of all, this is the best defense the Eagles have played this season, but uh, I think I think they will be more prepared for Sanders as the one big play option in the passing game than some other teams might have been. They went prepared for Corey Clement. Well, that's true. So well, that's, you, uh, sounds Zach like Ertz someone's been making that Fran Duffy money. <laughs> uh, so uh, we were talking about that that Lions game, and actually Ertz uh, took the, or, or Shield took the words out of Ertz's mouth there too, because Ertz said that the Patriots did a little bit of that in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, but he said he had never seen anything like the Lions game before. Right? He, he said that <laughs> was, yeah, and it, like like he had never seen a team do that. And and he said that the big difference this week will will, will kind of be mentally. He thinks he, he'll have a better idea of how to mentally handle that, like not be frustrated by that. And then the other thing he he said was that uh, first and second downs is where he he'll he'll really need to make his mark because. They can't necessarily double you when they're worried about the run. And if the Eagles are in running situations or in third and short where they're going to run the ball, 
um, then the coverage will look a little different. So uh, I, I thought those were, were two interesting points from Ertz about the topic, uh, about Bo's favorite topic of Bill Belichick taking out your best player. Well, he, he should look at our stats about, uh, sorry, sorry, Zach, but you, you, they're probably just going to run the ball on a first and second down. I mean, they've been such a high percentage run team on, on early downs, but otherwise he does have a good point that, yeah, that might be a, a situation to get him the ball. Now you kind of glossed over a guy who I think is interesting going into the final seven games. Maybe we were going to, you were going to get into him, but just having talked to the coaches and been in the locker room, should we have any expectations that JJ Ortega Whiteside is going to get a real look here? Uh, given how little, I love the Zach. I hope like, so. What, Zach, what week do you think you're still going to be able to write? Mac Collins hasn't had a catch since September. <laughs> like, is Christmas going to roll around? <laughs> Mac yeah, Collins, so, it's so I'm expecting. Yeah, so I'm expecting a lot less Mac Collins on offense. Fewer. Uh, more Mac Collins on. Yes. Well, no. <laughs> not fewer Mac. Um, no, because you're not well. Yeah, you got it right the first time. Snap. A fewer amount of snaps, but a lot less of him. Yeah, I know. I was. Yeah. It was a joke. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were actually correcting me, and I was like, I, I think I said that correctly. Um, yeah, so a lot less of Matt Collins on offense, more of him on special teams. I actually think you, uh, you're you're going to see Jordan Matthews more in that Matt Collins role, but you're definitely going to see more Ortega Whiteside going forward. Well, we can't uh, see any uh, less of him. Yes, Carson Walsh, the wide receivers coach, uh, said that Ortega Whiteside now can – play both outside spots. Um, they, they have him trained in the slot if they need to, but really they've cross trained him more than earlier this year. So, uh, I, I think that he's more of a Deshaun replacement in the offense. Um, than he obviously was week three, week four, week five and, and, and so forth. So yeah, I, I do think you'll see more of JJ. Boy, those quotes you guys posted from the Carson Walsh, I found to be very troublesome. Well, that's uh, the yeah. ones Let's, in the athletic. Let's pull him up because, uh, I mean, what is going on here? Let's let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, I mean, we know that that he's in the business of protecting the players, right? Carson Walsh. This is the Eagles' fourth wide receivers coach in four years, and potentially, Five, yeah. well, four right. in four years though, right? Yes, but also, you know, they. It, I mean, Nelson Aguilar has never had the same receivers coach. And back-to-back years, it's five years in the okay. NFL. So he says, uh, you, you now this was in response to your question, right, Zach? Which one? Which one? He you? says, we don't look at individual statistics. Yes. All we yes, talk about is... is winning football games, so that's A1 for us. How do we find ways to win football games? We've done that the last two weeks against two very good defenses, but at no point will I say in front of anyone that our group is satisfied with where we're at. And then uh, you put, or someone else pushed, right? And he says, at the end of the day, when Matt Collins grades out for us, he's one of our top graders every week because he aligns right, he assigns right, and he plays with great effort. And we believe when the ball comes Mac's way, he's going to make a play for us. Yeah, so, so the, the, the first quote there, um, that was in reference to the statistics that the two of you cited in our podcast last week. When, uh, you know, these the sports radar stats mm. of, of 32nd in the league in yards per target, 31st in the league in yards per catch. And that's when he said that he's not aware of those statistics. Um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, somebody get those to him. Stats. <laughs> and be coaching and, totally and, differently. Yeah. Or a subscription to the athletics because we had a story <laughs> yeah. about that last week. Um, and, and, and then 
the second quote that you're referring to. So he was asked about Matt Collins earlier on, and he was asked about Matt Collins' production, and he said production's a word that I hear thrown around a lot, um, but he kind of has a different view of, of production. And, and so then I, I circled back at the end, and it, the question wasn't even about Matt Collins. The question was if you don't judge – production by the traditional way we're looking at this. So uh, receptions, yards, touchdowns, um, how should we judge production? And then that's when he kind of volunteered that Matt Collins quote, uh, which, which, which I thought I was surprised of that vigorous defense because I, I thought Doug Peterson had really given a good template for protecting Matt Collins, so to speak, which, which is essentially saying he's, he's on the bottom of your progression. You know, if you're getting to Mac Collins in your progression, you're really on your fifth target. And yeah. he didn't go with that route. Yeah, there's so much about it that that quote, I mean, first of all, you know, all we care about is our record. Well, your record's five and four. Right. You're, you're, not, you're not exactly setting that on fire. Uh, a sign right, a line right, whatever rhymes you put together there. Uh, Get your mind right. There's mul- there's multiple plays a game where Mac Collins has his arms yes. up, waving, looking at the quarterback, and isn't sure. And it sure appears that he's not. He doesn't know what's going on. And I think you you guys do a good job of making this point when you write about it, and it's worth bringing up here again. We're not. This isn't really Mac Hol- Hollins's fault. You right. Know? Yes. In a perfect world. Yeah. I don't think anyone. Players. I don't think anyone is really coming down on Mac Hollins. Yeah. You know, he's playing a handful of offensive snaps. He's a good special teamer. Uh, you know, he has different hairstyles. He rides his bike. It's By the way, good. I'm not so sure he's a good special teamer anymore. Like, Well, he hasn't been playing special it's, as much. It's weird that he hasn't been playing as much. And Dave Phipp, we asked him about that, and he said it, it is not performance-related. It is because of his role in the offense. But that's silly. Oh, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, uh, I know you like when I bring up my Seattle stuff. Richard Sherman played special teams when I was covering the Malcolm Seahawks. Jenkins plays about the same amount of yeah. special team snaps as Matt Collins does. Come on. I think he, I think he can handle it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, it just continues. I'm sure you guys watched games during the bye week I'm sure our listeners did. And just seeing guys from across the league who you've never heard of or who are unheralded or who are getting a shot because somebody else is injured, stepping up and making a play and to just not have that happen with any of these bottom of the roster guys is uh, is a big disappointment and a big reason why I think people aren't, uh, you know, as bullish on this team's chances of winning the NFC East. I take it as um, him saying at the end of the day, when Matt Collins grades out for us, he's one of our top graders every week. Well, that just means he's in the top three because they only have three receivers playing. So maybe he's not, maybe he's not lying. Or maybe he's, or maybe Matt Collins does the grading. Oh, I like that. He's one of our top graders. He gets his <laughs> grades in. Oh, I like uh, that. He beats deadline every week. Uh, he does a good job evaluating. Who knows what he's evaluating? I think that might be it. That is good. I like that. Um, and I also think that your the Arthago Whiteside question is important because really, when you look at Matt Collins, like the 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 biggest. Takeaway is that if this guy is getting on the field over Arthega Whiteside, how bad and unprepared must Arthega Whiteside be at this point? And so it, it will be interesting to see if the Eagles have some kind of role for him in the second half of the season. 
Uh, Sheil, you tell me if, uh, you know, if, if you were a guy like me who has uh, uh, dealing with a, a very spicy chip working its way through his body and needs to order something, what, what could I do to order some food? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, your parents don't pack your lunches anymore. Mm. You still need to eat, you know? You have your favorite restaurants brought to you with DoorDash. Brown paper bag, of course, not included, but other many great things are included. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in the city. Ordering is easy. You open up the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Now, Bo, I don't know if they have a special section for if you have an upset tummy, but... They're in, they have over 340,000 restaurants, so I have to think there's something there that you would be able to order. They're in 3,300 cities. I don't even think you could name 3,300 cities either of you if I gave you mm. the rest of this podcast. So Let's do that. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code. Birds. birds birds and yeah enter promo code birds that's five dollars off your first order when you download the doordash app from the app store and enter promo code birds don't forget that's promo code birds for five dollars off your first order from doordash very professionally done do you think there's a is there something to um the uh, killer song mr brightside with mr whiteside is that is that something? Like Hassan Whiteside, uh, Mister? No, but you're. I mean, you're Ortega, Ortega Whiteside. Uh, well, we can we can workshop it. Let's let him get in the game first. Speaking of, um, we do have a lot of uh, new songs in the Wolf Household. Shield. Okay. Uh, we've been we've been uh, dipping our toe into the um, you know trainer potty before Casey goes in the bath at the end of the night. Oh, uh, and so uh, you know the transition from party to potty, like you know potty in the USA, ain't nothing like a gangsta potty. Like it's the 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 uh, the catalog has really opened up. Oh yeah, you got lots of options. Yeah, it's pretty good. Potty rocket in the house. Yeah, yeah if, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. Okay. Um, Zach, what else did we learn from the assistant coaches? Well, you can go to our our, our beat back and forth mm, that appeared on, on Tuesday <laughs> a little tease. more. Uh, but uh, there there's there's a lot more. I mean, Jeff Stoutland um, was obviously is is crazy about Brandon Brooks. Uh, the, he spoke minutes after the Eagles oh, yeah, finally talk about the Brooks thing. The contract extension for Brooks um, said Brooks is is you know playing as well as he's ever played. Uh, thinks he's he's going to age fine at the position. Just Remarkable given kind of what he went through in the past calendar year, much less obviously what preceded that. Shio Kapadia has a great story from 2017 on that very topic. Uh, on, wow, on encyclopedia, kind of pre-Berman athletic stuff too. Yes, yes. Well, I, I also wrote a story. Uh, <laughs> <before> <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't <laughs> link to it. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, link, I, I link to the shield. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, yeah, I wrote a story. Company man Mark right there, I like well. it. Um, and uh, and there's a chapter on Brandon Brooks in Underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles, emotional <laughs> the Super Bowl. Victory. And what a good week to 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 pitch that book. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. With them playing the Patriots, being underdogs nonetheless. Um, but yeah, so he 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 spoke a lot about Brandon Brooks. 
He also had a, a defense, if you will, or praising of Jason Peters. Uh, this was after I, I had gone to speak to a, to a different coach. And um, if you have heard Jeff Stoutland speak, he can really project. And in my recording of the other coach, uh, literally, these, this, uh, it was Philip Daniels at the time, was, was kind of drowned out by Jeff Stoutland across the room talking about Jason Peters. Um, so he was passionate about Jason Peters and the way Jason Peters plays and how we'll never see, we might never My see another is, player I mean, like I think, Jason I think, Peters. Possibly. I don't uh, think we're going to all of a sudden yeah, see like so, that uh, combo Grugier Hill that, game. That stood out. Like Dave Vip, still, um, um, I'm going to defer to you, Bo, because I really like the line of questioning. But I'm not it, so sure it, that they will uh, go base. I think, I think mind you touched on it. I think they may be going big nickel against a majority of those packages, especially in on sort of first or second down. Uh, well, I wanted to know, like, you know, yeah, I, th- I, think I have Minnesota sort of needs to look talked at to, to Dave Fipp and look at like every time we have an opportunity to talk to him. Like, I like even with Kirk Cousins, uh, a close the session with just so asking him about like different fakes but and like when I'm, you guys you know, fake something ambivalent. or did you see this fake they, that happened around the league? The so I know that like. Uh, that play, he was waiting a long time for that with, play, with Adam and, and uh, he wanted it to be perfect. And like you know, as we talked about after it happened, the call, like opinion, the, the situation was is perfect. Well, maybe not the situation, the but the, the you know the alignment um, and the decision and the pre-snap read was perfect. And as he said, if they had run that play on the first two field goal attempts in the game, it would have been it would have been a huge play. It would have been a you know potential touchdown. They just so it is not. It didn't work. That time, and I was so I was asking, that was it will have the case of just getting unlucky, or like did the Vikings the most see something pre-snap and, and did they uh, just beat right. you on it? And he said, you know, it's he, he just uh, as, he doesn't know. He thinks he just got unlucky, but just lean um, on the run. They don't really know. Run, so run pass. He was he was broken up about it though because in his mind. What yeah, he didn't so, like was so that they really it, it, he, put, he put Doug Peterson in a tough position. They didn't run the ball that well. Answer for it when it was really his his call. And then put Dave Fipp out there earlier. I believe it was Latavius Murray. Yeah, let us, uh, uh, let us talk to these guys. I mean, that He's game really boy. shifted. Yes, exactly. When As Joseph he readily admits. Like a, yeah. a big fumble return. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, uh, that's, right. that's a but, nice uh, thing for for us yeah, to lobby but, for as uh, media members. I, I, but I remember don't think the that's Vikings really couldn't really run on, on Why a lot of teams so, have their special teams? Um, yeah. to talk every well, week. I think yeah, he should he should talk every week. He should. I think he should talk every different offensive coaches. But not like Kevin Okay, still there. This bad thing happened. Now we bring out Dave Fit because it is very interesting because I think if you look at it objectively, no, we should. I feel like we haven't harped on any of the the positives or inclinations again. You might have a whole schedule. You might have done hours of prep. Person who stepping came on in, it, but and didn't know much about it. Football and said, "How should the Vikings, okay. uh, the bye week you know, did attack go well the Eagles and for the Eagles?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the numbers. Yeah, Jason Garrett. Just, I mean, oh my gosh. Downs. Whether throw, it's play I, action, I thought, whether it's this sort of getting the, the ball out of Kirk throwing that game away quickly with I mean, his conservative coaching when he has you know, a quarterback playing away, those, and those at a very high level in an offense. They, they will playing at a very high level. I mean, I can't believe the Eagles were tied at Kirk's place. The Cowboys are such a better team than the Eagles right now. Here's how we should say If you swap, Garrett and Peters are always very high. What would it be? It would be like a three-game lead, I think. At least in the NFL right now. 
stuff. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like that, that's how I mean, it, it's not even like uh, you need Peterson. It's just if you swap Garrett with like a replacement level head coach, right? Choose to play. I mean, the receivers certainly probably true, but you had that. I mean, the Rams and the Panthers lost. You know, not the biggest deal in the world because it looks like the wild cards will most likely maybe come from NFC West. I don't know if it is the way they will approach. You still have the Seahawks up there. You have the Vikings up there, but you know that's better. Not impossible. Committed to it. Yeah. So you're to be, you know, you're going into this. The Eagles' remaining opponents have a winning percentage of four fifteen, and they have four of the seven games at home. What the Cowboys have three of their final seven at home, and their opponents have a five sixteen winning percentage. So you're set up that if you actually have answers and we're able to come up with answers during the bye week, there are some things going in your favor. And by the way, if the, if the Eagles lose these next the two games, the Patriots and Seahawks, sixth in offensive um, DVOA, the city should not passing, burn down because the reality is, as as um, uh, if you win DVOA, one of those, great. If you lose both of those, then I think they have four winnable games in the Cowboys uh, remaining. And so if you just take care of business against bad teams, I mean, really, bad teams, Washington, Miami, the Giants twice, what else uh, can you tell us all, about all of them have have two wins or fewer, right? Yeah, their and defense then, um, is always and, good. And then defensive efficiency you just need to beat Cowboys at home. Carry, it's obviously uh, a carry tall over task, but year over year, just win those I games. If you can win the winnable games, one of the league's and beat Dallas defensive coaches overall, and it really has. I'll tell you how I know. I'll tell you how I know. Eagles fans are Eagles Vikings games and cured from whatever high they were on from the Super Bowl is because I guarantee that so they know the scheme. Eighty-five percent of the listeners, exactly. You just ran off that. Schedule levels said to uh, themselves, they have not been a heavy uh, We're going to lose one of those to the, the, to the Giants. Giants or the Dolphins, aren't we? We're going to beat the Cowboys and lose 20th. one of those so games. We're going to beat the Patriots and lose one of those games. It's just sort of been that type of season. What do you make of the decision to flex Eagles Seahawks out of that night spot? That was weird. I really thought that was weird. Saying that the Eagles are a freaking boring team this year and get them out of here? I hope that that's what they were saying. I'm very happy about the decision, as you, as you would expect, hits. moving from a prime time is a very one good player. He'll, but he'll we, but Zach actually asked about this Jason as we were Peters, leaving got three sacks, um, the link uh, nine for our last podcast, uh, if that was a possibility, and we both thought it wasn't because they really only flex out bad uh, games, something serious uh, not, but there was a there's a conspiracy theory going around the media house that potentially it's a trade-off for flexing back into Eagles-Cowboys in Week 16, but I'm not so sure why that's necessary. Not your cues, not our but Mike yeah, Q's. you would think that game has juice. Yeah. Empty and Anthony Harris. The, the Seahawks Niners game was really fun on Monday night. He's on the end because this game would be in Philadelphia. You know, they're in the NFC East. Go with this guy. You over potentially have. There was an entertaining uh, game there. That was surprising. I saw in the conference call yeah. with Mike Zimmer, where, where he was asked about Sendejo, and he mentioned uh, what well, uh, Shiel. You know, we we talked on the beat back and forth. Zach and I did about the Brandon Brooks extension, but what did you make of it? Which I understand both your. Oh points God. there. I can't fire. like get worked up about this one. I mean, he's I've just a player allowed, who's been allowed, so sorry, last so good. Only allowed three came off the Achilles and is so likable by completions allowed. Everybody, plus, so um, a hard so team if to kind of get you know, over the top I understand and, the and thought of why sort of there was no need to do this now. The football I don't know the field, if they thought well, we were going to do it after the season anyway. Let's play it anyway. Build up some goodwill and distract people from the group of wide receivers we have currently playing for us or what, but. 
Jordan Howard. Uh, I mean, I, I could certainly. Yes. There, there's certainly a scenario where we're talking in like a couple of years and being like, "Wow, he, you know, he's injured or something, and why did they do this?" But more I think it's just as like we were more likely that he's able to play. Well, I don't know, two, three years, and I, we don't know the exact structure of right. that, right? So there's a lot of sort of balls in the air. I guess still has over. Yeah, I mean, in in the Vikings. In a vacuum, uh, the move is fine, yards I think. Carry against but them. And it in is that Mike like, Zimmer conference call we were talking it, about. It, as part of the bigger really picture of the team that is just Howard, getting older and, um, and uh, he's type of is a little bit attached sentimentally to some of their older players, for a two yard it's, stop, it's and all of a great. sudden it's That's second and four. I mean, and Brooks is awesome. If you look at his production as we've talked about, I think he should be comeback player of the year. Like he's he's been the best player on the team this year, but he is coming off a serious injury. Like maybe maybe let's see if he can make it through the whole season. Against the I don't know, so, but he came back from uh, it and is playing. This is a week like, that, I mean, everyone yeah, always says, oh, he's playing better than he ever Doug has. Peterson I think he is playing as well as he ever has. So what would your alternate Jordan course be? Wait till the offseason and do it then? Yeah, well, there's just, I mean, he's already he's signed through 2020, um, so what's the rush? going into the week that you were going to see more passing and maybe Miles Sanders. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm fine. In the passing game. Great, I mean, great to interview teammates like him. He just uh, crushes people on the field. He's fantastic. Overcome, you know, he's an advocate for mental health issues. I do. I'm curious about that. You can save it on some of these other guys who aren't doing it. As on the flip side, it does seem like the Eagles would be best served leading a little bit more in the passing game. That's the analytics right there. Yeah, those guys over there who aren't doing anything and are really terrible people, don't give them the money. Give it to this guy. Zach, have I missed anything else newsworthy from the early part of the Very professional. I don't hear it at all. No, I think you hit. On, on most of it there, unless you wanted uh, to go down the, the, the Jordan Matthews uh, uh, rabbit hole. I, I mean, we uh, talked a little bit about Matthews last week, even though they hadn't signed him yet. We were assuming that, that they would. Uh, I think that. it's from the... the yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what role I'm curious to see what role he'll play, but mechanisms that I mean, I do... I mean, computer feed. It says more about the state of the receivers than it does about him that I think it will help the option. By the way, if anybody wants to go into my picks column... I think you do a lot worse. You know, so, I mean, some of these commenters, uh, something just that me, you know. I feel so like we should, you know, if you're an eye on it, I don't know if it's a storyline now or if you want it should it be or it's not. And you know, I know nobody likes when that, well, you're, anything you're, critical is said about uh, Carson Wentz. Like, but uh, I do, you know, it is behavior. sort of weird that they no, felt like they had to get this guy because the quarterback trusts him. I mean, that's certainly a part of it. And we sort of see it. I'm not saying like these bad wide want to respond to them all the time. But I don't know. J.J. Ortega Whiteside drops the ball at the goal line and he's never heard from since. a little bit too much. I don't see Mac Collins getting open every week on film, but... I don't know. Deal. Is there an opportunity for a target Ooh, somewhere we'll in there? And there? One on each side of the ball, a win or a loss. It just seems like Shield, he, we will start with certainly you. the quarterback has guys really? we trust, the guy who's and he's willing to go to them over and, and over and over me. again. Okay. And should there be a, uh, let's see, hey, you know, oh, if we want to win, we've just got to find some way to give these other guys a shot and trust it. I don't know. That might be a bad talk. That might lead to interceptions. But I think it's. Just something worth I mentioning. I think we least. said you're only allowed to use three is times. Is that fair maybe? or unfair? What are your thoughts? Uh, and that is Fletcher Cox. If the I think it's, game. it's I think last week, even though we didn't fair, have any sacks, I, I that was his best game of the season. He looked made, a little bit 
to uh, appease Carson, fairly close to, to being I think this was this more they needed someone who didn't need to learn the, the offense. Like, like they were looking for literally a plug-and-play player. Uh, the and and in not a situation either center, where like it's like, all right, just learn one spot of the offense. And so I think... Adding Jordan Matthews to, uh, is essentially like pot committed to going up against him. So I think like he's, Fletcher Cox, he, even though he wasn't in uh, training camp, in the face of, he knows uh, your terminology, he knows your system. Force uh, so I, I think that had more to do with it than that, that, certainly the relationship okay. with Carson is a benefit. But right, I think this uh, was more. They looked see. at it like they need a receiver who can with? play. They don't need a depth guy, and they know it, it Jordan Matthews win or lose, correct. Uh, can you play. You, you, you have to fill okay. all four That's spots. What, did you watch now, is there a, uh, Josh Gordon on Monday night and think yes. maybe they should have taken a fire on him? I forget yes. what we agreed on that. I believe I'm only allowed to use maybe they should have Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watch any. I watch basically any team's wide and think it would be nice to have those guys on the Eagles. Well, I will go with him if they lose. And, and the biggest, you know, the biggest thing on that is we've talked about this. And, Adam Thielen uh, and Stefan Diggs are very Zach good. Both Thielen was this. outstanding but last week in their the, win against like, the Giants. The contested balls, like just, very see, good, just seeing uh, wide receivers runner, across maybe, the league uh, fight maybe, uh, for uh, balls, you know, 50-50 balls, uh, and, and thinking about what the Eagles do in that situation when they either ask for a flag or just don't do anything. It is a little bit maddening. And, you know, Sheila, you said the thing about go out there and commit OPI. And just make and them call it. With, like uh, I will go that is a, that, I think part of that does go to coaching. So I'm up for yeah. two here. Co- and, and Coach Flynn was on board with them doing that. Yeah. He said. I'll say Jordan he, Howard. He said in his wide uh, receivers room, they say before. if we get and what do you say if we get a DPI, we're declining it because you're catching the ball anyway. And he said I'll never yell at you for an OPI. You got to play with violence and aggression and go get the ball. And it's really stood out. Carson Wentz is two for twelve when targeting Aguilar, twenty yards or more downfield. That's you know there's been twenty-seven receivers. Who have gotten that many <laughs> ten targets or more, true. and I, that completion I, I, I percentage ranks twenty six. So yeah, I mean, I was a sophisticated you know? media core when it I comes to like defensive packages. <laughs> I don't or know, but yeah, really I think that has to be a message. And I think I saw Tim McManus tweeting today today that it seemed like Mike Rowe was sort of in the wide receiver a little bit. He breaks down the team. I won't respond to it. Don't worry. Oh, I mean, it's just clear that they're really micromanaging that position. On Twitter. Did you, the locker room. did you feel like, you uh, did you have that Alex observation or did it kind of seem like it usually is? My gosh, how many uh, I, I, I trust him. I wasn't over watching, over again. I was watching the offensive line during that period uh, <laughs> because I, I, I uh, Peters that, was like, back. So I, I was focused uh, uh, when they broke up in stretching. The I was focused on the offensive three things that the PR staff has with the coaches we will see but i mean they're gonna ask you about the, the double C, you know blitzes. and the coaches are probably see like, no, seahawks were thrown on malik turner and jacob hollister <laughs> like, oh, are those guys pulling down yeah. press conferences about the double gap touchdowns if they're here um, so I don't, in, in, I don't know either in any event uh, uh before we get to getting a bird in edgewise zach do you have your read in front of you yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, well, a lot this, of responsibility, this past weekend was the bye week, Kelsey, so and they all had the chance to watch a lot of football. And as we know, weekends are more made so than for that. football. Mm, and there's so right. many college and pro games on the Vikings slate. Football, uh, the DraftKings uh, Sports sorry, app defense can make your weekend I, I even that better. Be Actually, so, now that I think about uh, it, I am guys, going with Jason with Kelsey, who the best playing well hockey action going on. The Draft Act Sports at the, the, the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, can get so you if they in on lose, the action 24 7, 365 days a year. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top what do you rated think I could be the sportsbook app. And with so much going on, they have the, great promotions yeah, running so. 
all month all long. In this week, DraftKings is running is a first touchdown score promotion. So just uh, bet on the first touchdown. I, I feel score like I need something a little bit lighter. Pittsburgh Cleveland game and get protected be, with your wager back the if they score at any point of. in the game. So if if you think, for instance, I'll tell you Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have the first score. You know, you Deontay Johnson. The LeBron Taco Tuesdays. Deontay yeah. Johnson. I'll tell you who you can probably get some nice odds for. How about Minka Fitzpatrick? Ooh, that's great one. That is a great one. Every week it feels like. It's amazing. Yes. I lived on these things in all those cases. You can you can pick them as your first touchdown score and get protected with your wager back if they score at any point in the game. One day and don't forget. DraftKings Sportsbook app has in-game betting, so you can bet on the games while they're happening. All these Download the DraftKings Sportsbook freezer, app but right is, now like you can't and use code QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, Mike Quick. For a limited time, there, all new look and existing users you, you are can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's code QUICK. For yeah, all there, new there isn't and existing one. We users like we like the cheap to get a deposit like, bonus I, I up, to, uh, up to five hundred dollars, when I was like only at DraftKings Sportsbook, um, must you know, be twenty-one or older. Say that new Elios Jersey only. Deposit bonus requires twenty-five times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See site for details. None of this. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Amy's Organic or like a Freshetta. And my, of course, my picks like six seven dollars will be up on the Athletic Thursday. If you need a little, if you need to know who to what to go. Again, I was following through Sunday. How did you did you go uh, well, back I'll over five hundred again for the third straight week? Six, six, and one. Uh, Andy oh, and Dave. Oh, oh. I thought that uh, they would be the ones to cost me an over five hundred week. I mean, they had the cover. It was, it was minus four and a half. You're they're winning by no, five. I really don't uh, want what's that Kepsky's record? All right, if the Eagles win, I think he's, I he's over the spread. I think Alshon each of the last Jeffrey. five years. I'm looking at the numbers really? here. What's your record? You look at what the Vikings are good at. I think so. Uh, in terms of stopping, they're fourth against tight ends. Yeah. I'm uh, seventy-seven against and running backs. This year. So you've been just doing it on the side, Zach. To have one of your well, I mean, I do it with a group of people. Jeffrey's had those battles. I do it. Zach just good. Zach just got a spreadsheet. Might not be gaudy numbers, but no. I have to come up with a, wow, a big catcher to nice his job. Yeah, it's like this he, column. No, not at all. Not at all. I think your analysis is spot on. I often go with your analysis and helping you make the picks. I don't think that's a good move. Shield, do you want to tell us where you are right now? It would be interesting for him to make a bit of a splash. I don't know. Do you want me to? He's been very quiet. You don't have to tell us exactly what you're doing, but I think it's a fun call. I've never heard a player speak in a hotel room outside of Baltimore. Ooh, Baltimore. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, you're doing a story on the oldest player in the NFL. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I did talk um, to your boy Hayden so, Hurst today, actually. And okay. If Alshon listens to this podcast, I'm, I, I'm going I, to call uh, Bo. Hope he doesn't Al, perceive this as me. Oh, I like this. Being completely honest here, I've never felt Minnesota postgame podcast. There was such. I gave him the opportunity to say no. I needed to talk to Alshon. There was such suspense about where Bo went, and we found out today. I go up to him. He's sitting in his locker. That you all should 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 read that Bo was in Fargo. Uh, and for, he says something for some some, some Carson Wentz information, but but Bo was was talking yeah, about driving through this blizzard, and, and he never question. mentioned Fargo. And I'm about like you know, he was keeping it very cryptic. And, and so here like, you are on assignment. Like, what are you doing? And, I'm reading. And 
Bo's basically like, making a writing story I on the podcast. He answered. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't I gave him full, uh, uh, full opening to turn that down. No way! Yes. If I would have said so, no there, I would have got crushed. No, you would not have gotten crushed. Uh, but since Zach called me out, I have to call Zach out. Reading Listen, Shield, to this text I got from Zach yesterday. And then at the end of the interview, at 4:30 in the afternoon, as I'm, you know, trying to put this story to bed. You know how mercurial I can get when I'm when I'm working on a bigger. Uh, he goes, he, te- he just like texts me out of the blue. Again. We haven't spoken so all day. I just, I just How's the story coming and along? Left. And he I thought that was too. a nice text. <laughs> so I'm afraid I'm, that like, I'm I didn't wear a shirt to yeah, Sunday's game That's it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot I, worse I no How's the story coming along? Don't ask me how the story's coming along as I'm in the middle of writing it. But I actually understand what you're twice, saying, but he it depends on the source. Like, like we if I would text that to you, it would be totally to get under your skin and be like, get, <laughs> so, get to writing, get in, off Twitter, stop no, sending right. messages. Right. Uh, uh, Zach is, uh, I would say, a more genuine person. Oh, I think I, it was, I think, I'm sure that well, it was well-intentioned. Yeah, no, I've been so excited for the story. Like, I've asked Bo about the story since the Minnesota game. I'm excited about it. Get her. So I was curious, like, how's it coming along when it and it came uh, out today. Um, I was and, I was in Novacare uh, and like I, I read her right Dallas away. Goddard so uh, yeah, that was a genuine. On text. my tape, do you Zach? Do you enjoy uh, like the and, writing like, the process? Was literally, like Alshon was. Sitting uh, down, I enjoy. Well, I can the use the cliche right quote like I enjoy having Dallas written. Goddard right. Uh, was but uh, maybe I. And I don't mind it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do more, enjoy the writing process. I don't like it more the transcribing process. To the so, like, that that's the bane of my existence is, like, all the to that transcribing. Once you have all your material, and the yes, I, I like crafting the story and, and figuring oh out the structure gosh. and all that. But uh, so I, I, uh, the transcribing and the researching, that's the part that frustrates me. I think there are a lot of differences between the two of us. That might be the biggest Maybe he told, like, the raunchiest joke ever. I agree with Zach. I think the hard part <laughs> is the like kind of uh, well, the reporting is the hard part, <laughs> and the transcribing is the most annoying part. I like the reporting. Maybe he told. But once I've got all that in there, then the writing part is generally uh, you. I write it like as I'm driving, I write it. As I'm in the shower, I write it. Yeah, too. Walking around. By the time I get to the computer. Exactly what I was talking. Usually, about. I can. I'm that able is, to. Uh, I, I really. To, if it's a reported piece like that, you, you, um, already you know, asked then yes. two times that part is not that hard. Something. Okay. And well, you still I also put much less care. No, I put much less care. Kind of smile, maybe a little laugh, and yeah, I was. I hope I'm. I'm not over reviewing here but okay so uh, i i was i was on the it, uh, i was talking here. to bo today about the story take, and, and uh, kind of the structure of it the and he was telling me when he filed it and he had to go back in he said because he didn't be like his use of a jerry well well that's a little bit that's a little bit uh misleading but go ahead no, so I, I would down, say I, I, I respect like the, the how how much you care about every word. Like I I am not as, lose, as nuts about like the editing when it's like Jason line Gates. editing. I uh, I don't like uh, I I'm more obsessed about the structure editing. So like 
and this elite doesn't work or you know you should put something here but uh but Bo, every word is precious. So I, I kind of respect okay. that. When, uh, when Zach like said, I hope I'm not right. being like too revealing, track. I was hoping he was going to come with some haymaker like, I stripped down to my boxes, I poured a glass of scotch, and the words right there. That's how he gets the book out. And written about it. I think he's played very well. This is one of his best stretches you go. How was the juice level today with the Super Bowl rematch? It seems like 2017. And I, think I don't know. If, I'm, uh, I'm following along again. Pressured and has a little uh, overthrow. Not there, but or if uh, McLeod's playing, I don't know. Is, is the juice level at an appropriate uh, level? Sort of just in the middle of the I think field. It's well, more like a, it's more like a. Go to the football, that we're just back from the bye. Uh, level I think he of can juice. have. A, I think they're not quite at, at uh, Super Bowl. Rematch. I mean, and as and as Zach, exactly. I think uh, can speak to. They're yeah. probably trying to play that down a little. Both bit. my defense. I'm going. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually writing a story about this. Uh, I'll be on the Athletic on Thursday morning. And uh, and yeah, it's it's like there's Douglas like a talking point throughout the uh, locker room. Interception. Like, don't don't play off the Super Bowl Kirk rematch has, has happened two uh, years ago. And then on follow up question, you know, he only has. It's like, well, yeah, you know, the tape can be resourceful. Interception rate. It was hard, and you guys both know Brandon Graham well. Like Brandon Graham was like playing along with it, and then he's like. In oh yeah, group. I'm gonna be watching that strip sack. Uh, <laughs> it's I like am, he's like him being asked about Orlando the Super Bowl and trying not to do it is like <laughs> I, I he's sweating to the level uh, that I was with the chip. But yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just, just, he, he can't he can't help himself. He's like he's just gonna explode eventually. He's like, yeah, I've been watching the strip sack all week. Exactly. He got a text about it today. He was watching it today. So it's like everyone else. It's like pretending the Super Bowl didn't exist. You know, he's trying to buy. He wears his ring to then. practice this week. And, like. and if he doesn't get a sack in this game, um, but the, uh, it'll be it was interesting. Six games the, so a sack, which uh, this is a, a, a funny Brandon Graham anecdote here. Jim Schwartz fell off his career. Uh, so he had a long the defensive coaches and well, the whole coaching staff um, watched in the middle of the year and then he caught fire. And Jim Schwartz uh, said everyone kind of talks about the strip sack. What keeps him up at night? Is uh, so can I guess? Yes, okay. Well, no, that's I was gonna say. Uh, Patrick okay. Robinson not batting so that Hail Mary now. Close. No, same play. It was okay. Randy Graham not getting the sack of this. What are you writing oh, it down? Okay. He was not bringing him down. He was kind of complimenting Tom Brady's movement in the pocket. A little too much. And I asked Brandon okay. Graham if that kept him up at night. And he's what like, ah, uh, no. He's <laughs> like, I would have wanted that sack. I would have wanted to get him, but Sanders, we won the game. You know, maybe so. he has yeah, that been really epic uh, if he got the these, uh, sack there and the big boy game. I think it's yeah. going to be a physical yeah, game. He's going to have the ball so in his hands, whether it's a, true. a fumble. All right, let's get to our listener questions. I will say one note for Baltimore because this is what I'm focusing on for what I'm reporting, but I was at the Ravens facility, and I think Lamar Jackson gave like the most things out with the uh, authentic we'll like quarterback press conference I've ever heard. And really? that is the man who I he, can't believe is still on the board. I mean, he is Anderson, just, uh, this is my first time uh, like covering anything he's team, done, and he is well. just like uh, a very likable, charismatic, and, uh, in his knows, own way guy, where it felt like during the press conference, it felt like he was just like on this podcast 
hanging out. Like okay. he was shooting people. That's he was shooting people like weird looks. Uh, you know, they're the like Ball people Eagle. are doing this story on like wow, you know he played Deshaun Watson so in uh, college in like this Eagles epic game, and I, I forget what the exact thing was. I, I think it was something was like you know the Louisville had the, the ball. Twenty bucks says Jack remembers this game. Great stat that remembers the underdogs vaguely. I'm sorry, I guess Jackson like had a run. Yeah, I mean, I guess fourth down and he was like one yard short of the marker. So someone's like, you know, how often do you think about? that he just gave him a look like why are you asking me about that right now like i don't want to think about it and uh just just uh yeah a lot of his his, you know they're like um do you take anything from deshaun watson's game or something he's like he's a great player but i play lamar ball in this matchup i've been thinking i was thinking about this it wasn't in a jerk way i think he's the most likable quarterback in the nfl i've decided i've also decided i mean i don't really care about the award stuff but i think right now i would I, would, I don't have a vote, but so, I would vote for him um, over for I MVP over Russell Wilson. I think they have Crazy. some yeah. good fortune in that stadium uh, okay. before. By the way, um, nice, uh, very nice facility there in Baltimore. Game, played some softball there. But oh, you did? Yeah. It's amazing. Eagles it's a really nice facility, right? Like, uh, yeah, if a free agent what cared about facilities and went to works in this one and then the Novacare complex. Yeah, but it's a little bit out of the, it's a little bit out of the way. That's, the, that's, that's the, true. The downside. You know, like, like that's true. Like, let's say they have Novacare get to be in the city, so I guess that's a plus. Okay, not a ton of questions here, but let's let's pound through a few. Probably better they lose. I want to. Hear your guys' opinion on the Eagles potentially employing a 22 person chumps. I've oh, seen Green okay. Bay and the Chargers use no, but, uh, 21 effectively week, with play I, I packages and was wondering if the birds could run 22 with Jordan uh, Howard, Miles Sanders, Ertz Goddard, and, and there must have been Jeffrey. like a team memo. Uh, Sheila, you are the resident to, like, uh, two, two like, running back Don't hater, bring so up anything that has to do with every player. Well, I mean, I mean, this is like if they do this, it would be for like one or two snaps, right? It comes down to. Formation situation, like if you're doing the shotgun, split gun look, and you don't want them to know which running back you're going to hand it to, then fine. Did you see Dom? That worked one time, but if it's like a passing situation... Oh, I don't know what you're getting out of it. If it's a short yeah, yardage situation, I, really I don't know like what you're uh, getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. So anytime, I know we're all, as you've talked about, anytime, anytime like, you are actively uh, creating like a scenario where it makes more sense for the defense to put a corner on Miles Sanders than a linebacker or a safety, then that's a loss. Yeah, it just feels like everyone's trying to find a way to get the Eagles wide receivers off the field. I understand where you're coming from, at least. So do you think? Do you think the? Do you think the Patriots game plan this week? And taking weeks, away the Eagles' strength will like, just be to play no like, defensive and backs bye, and just relax. stop the run. This next four weeks, this is a critical stretch for us. No. Uh, so, okay. uh, well, what, yeah, you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, do you okay. have any sense well, of do you any feel of whether he's going to play in this game or not? In the last three seasons under Doug Peterson, I would actually have gone uh, nine well, and five straight up. It's early for me to say, and I don't have definitive information. But I kind of got the sense. I mean, you would never do that to me around a bit that this is one that might be closer to the no. Yes, I I, I don't know no, that to be the case. You, you know, like I'm not reporting you, you, that. It's at least possible, though. It's not like a, he's just taking. Oh yes, that. yes, certainly, can I, certainly. Can I, can I, can yeah, I there was there was this, one comment today that, that really made me. I think there's uh, think a minor possibility. I think man. That, yeah. Oh. Sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, no, you go ahead. Can I alert you to that? Uh, no, I mean, it's I just, mean, not I, I don't know how you game plan if you're Doug Peterson. This game is going to be really tough. Like you said, they're going to double Ertz. As you said, this like this has to be the Dallas Goddard game. Thanks, thanks. I guess so. I mean, I don't even, yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. All right. So the Eagles have maybe been it's underdogs. The, uh, maybe they call up Marcus. It's Stein. not a it's typo a in the sense game. that it's a it's a word misspelled. Is that a real person? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Practice squad defense. defense. How many okay. is, uh, yeah, Shield? How many uh, uh, practice but, squad Eagles do you think uh, you can name? They've been Zero. Not a single one. In the past three years. Marcus Green. And they are ten and four against the spread, but nine from Franski in L.A. Can Alshon's ankle injury potentially turn into a rookie of the year scenario where he comes back as a speed receiver? But Doug Peterson's really oh. performed. I, I well. thought he was going to say where JJ Ortega Whiteside comes in and has 800 yards in the last seven games. Well, then the answer Bill to that Belichick, one is no. I think it's more likely Mike of the Zimmer. two that Alshon comes back. Uh, Vikings very fast. team is it's not a great team. Yeah. I, know, I they, did like all the me, tweets yesterday. They're going to come um, in and they're going to of these the uh, really video of like Deshaun Jackson like walking gingerly post surgery and everyone saying he's he's still the Eagles' fastest receiver. First downs on first down through the air. Growing up, I always imagined like might be in trouble. I don't. I didn't want to break. Like my arm, that. but like after the, seeing that movie, you know, I thought like it might not be the worst defense, thing in the world. If, yeah, I don't think you were alone. I think they're going to have yeah, a like, lot of success. Oh, because uh, I, I, I didn't bring much heat when I threw years the ball. Now, so so uh, uh, it's certainly good. Yeah, so I, I, I was thinking, man, I'm a lefty. To the players, so I think they'll stop throwing like that. My lefty, the Eagles are going to light it up offensively. I think they'll be able to string together some drives. I think they're going to come out of this game. Victorious, okay, here's a scenario for you. Say, uh, coffee Shop A has Eagles outstanding 20, coffee but horrible food and Vikings, seating. 19, coffee Shop B ooh, has great food Eagles. and plentiful seating but horrible coffee. Can I bring Coffee A into Coffee Place B to work on the pretext that I will be ordering food yeah, and possibly a cookie also, from B? It's going to be hard for No, me. what I kind of – how is this even a question? Know, Absolutely not. Mistakes betting on a – I like the – you know I like what? Your the boy, idea. Shermer, I like that he's trying to year, have the best say. of both worlds, okay. but yeah, I think probably. I think just finish downs. your coffee. Have your coffee doing some fun at Coffee uh, Shop A. On offense, you might want to get back and on then that just go to Coffee Shop okay B and get like a water or something. Unless you bring your own uh, thermos so, or whatever people use for for. I'm not a big coffee drinker. Like if if you have your own coffee thermos and it's in there and you walk in with that and then you order food. Yeah, you know, so you're and a patron at that no, other place. No, no, you, you, no, you can't bring in a coffee thermos to a coffee shop. We're living in a society here. <laughs> I, I, I was just trying to workshop the question. Eagles no. no, I think, yeah, uh, Bo is right. What you want to do? I mean, presumably, you know, Eagles I like to have my coffee. Like, that's the first thing I'm having in the morning. So go get your coffee, have it at home, have it on a walk, have it on a drive, finish it up. And then once you're ready to settle in, you know, you want the nice seating. Then you go to the other place. You can have a nice, uh, you know, I love like a a mid-morning second breakfast. Maybe you go smoothie at home for the breakfast. 9.30 rolls around. Maybe you want a a nice breakfast sandwich, some avocado toast. Maybe they have some type of nice, uh, you know, uh, quinoa oatmeal with with some almond butter, something like that. Then then you can really treat yourself and you get the best of both worlds. You know what I dipped my beak well, into for the very first time last week? Uh, a little bit of decaf coffee. Uh, will hopefully be with what? Under Why? The, uh, well, under the pretext that uh, uh, I had already had at least, I think, a cup of coffee, uh, if not two. And I was, I was working somewhere, and it was cold, and I wanted a warm drink. And I didn't feel like tea. I felt like sipping on a coffee, well, but I didn't want all that caffeine. And it actually worked out pretty well. Mm, I, I will never understand anyone drinking decaf coffee. It was the first time I've ever done it, and I've... 
It never even crossed my mind before, but for some reason it hit me uh, hit me at that time. How fast are you drinking? This was your third so beverage? On Saturday night is well, I was sitting there working was for a couple hours. Minnesota, Nebraska football okay. game. Uh, you don't want to go with a hot cocoa? I am coming in. No, uh, yeah, well, that, that's a, a good transition well, to this question but, uh, from Wingman. Pecnes migrate, oh, eggnog, hot cocoa, but, apple cider. Um, that's a different country. But uh, as Zach, long as there's, there's no snow weather uh, delay. So um, I, I am, plan to, I, I'm not an eggnog to, guy. Uh, Have you ever the, had it? Uh, I've never had eggnog. Yeah, I've never had it either. So maybe I would be an eggnog guy, but I've never had it. Uh, try to get a ticket. I, to I should, but I'm migrating it based on on that. Enjoy the elements, um, and uh, then so I am um, I am. Wait, so is it going to be snowing uh, in Minneapolis? Pecking, yes, the hot really? cocoa, and yes. I'm nesting the apple cider. Nesting. Oh wow! Yeah, because I, I can have no apple idea. cider well, I can year round. It can be cold or hot. I like a cold cider. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of versatility with the apple cider. That was so. I'm I'm going. I'm. Nesting yeah, some of the other reporters are literally the only for, thing uh, I know about eggnog is that, well, like, I, in yeah, every '90s sitcom, do, there was know, a joke about like very, uh, Uncle really Bob spiking the eggnog. Bro, when he came up to you, you know, the one no, day is, is that a thing that I actually happens? Do people spike well, eggnog? Yeah, there's alcohol. You can spike eggnog and you can get alcoholic to fly from Montreal. I'm actually, I'm actually nesting the cider, pecking the eggnog. You really do like a once a year holiday treat and migrating the hot cocoa. Maybe hot cocoa. It's a, children, a children's drink. On TV, Probably but uh, no, I like a hot cocoa. I, well, maybe I don't know. The whipped cream yeah, on top. I like Nebraska, a hot cocoa, but I can do without it. Yeah, I can do without all these like things. I've like literally done without eggnog my entire life. Me too. So I think that should be an easy migraine. Although I'm pretty sure we had this conversation last year, and Bo was convincing me to try an eggnog. So maybe this will be the year. But for now, that gets migrated. I don't really need any of the other two at all. But I guess if I had to pick one. Really I will nest uh, the hot cocoa take, uh, and uh, peck a peck this cider. Year. Peck and, uh, a little Ziegler's well, Ziegler cider, a little cold Ziegler's apple cider. I like a hot absolutely cider. And you can also spike a hot cider, which is nice. A little uh, rum in there. Florida. So Delicious evening. Return to his uh, Stephen Bonani wants to know, wouldn't the offense benefit from just running Hollins deep um, once a game far, and overthrowing him on purpose uh, no, that, if they don't trust him more than what he's doing now? They never throw deep, at least give the illusion. Stephen, I agree. Give me a second and short, just throw the ball deep so to keep him honest. I know that that's a very reductive way of thinking, but I agree with that. these names, right? It's not reductive no, when you no, look no, at how games are called. Also, I mean, again, we don't coach, want him begging for the flag, but coach, our, and yeah, line up, you, run down, uh, chuck it, see what happens. Just make sure that it doesn't get then, intercepted. But uh, I think but that teams do not throw deep enough. I know there are issues, obviously, with protection and having a fast guy, but take a shot. Maybe get a little flat. I'm with you there. A bigger number from Killicow. Touchdown uh, was thrown by West Wentz on the season. Were in Seattle or geese murdered by Wentz and, last week uh, during the bye. I was trying to. I, I, I was trying to get to that particular game. <laughs> did he use the term murdered, or where was it? He used the term murdered. I did not. Uh, but, uh, I didn't know that editorialize. No. Well, how, how many geese does one murder? Uh, well, like, let me pull up the picture from from his Instagram. I see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, what? nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, All right. seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Thanks for listening. 21, 22, 22, we will talk to you hopefully on Sunday evening. For Zach and Shula and Bo and as always. We love you. Is he counting geese right now? Yes. That's the first one. All right. I'm calling with the geese. Okay. Geese. 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 Geese.
Yeah. Wait, 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 no. But consider there are there are eight men, eight hunters in the picture. So, I mean, oh, ballpark. Yeah, 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 we're talking. We're, we're talking probably seventy to eighty dead birds. Uh, so, as I learned in your story, he's just an average hunter. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because otherwise you would have to give it more. But if he's average, then but that both said in the story that he might only be average for North Dakota State by by Philadelphia area standards. Isn't that what you wrote? That is right. Yeah, I mean, I so maybe conservatively you give him credit for ten dead birds. And what was the question? Touchdowns the rest of the season yeah. or touchdowns overall this season? Touchdowns the rest of the season. Uh, well, you would have to go touchdowns. Yeah, if, if, it's, if we're going with 10 birds, then I'm going with touchdowns. Although that was only one day that was Instagrammed. Right. There were a lot of days during the bye. Yeah, yeah but also geese. presumably it wouldn't have all been geese. You know, Killikow is very specific on geese, so they were probably killing other stuff. Yeah, but there's seven days. How many animals can you really, uh, you know, he probably went hunting, what, four times? I got to tell you, I played, uh, I played a round of golf with my brother last week. Uh, we, met, we met in the middle. We met in the middle of Maryland. And the what cor- town? It was, I forget. The name. Every sign on the way to Maryland has, like, the golf you know, swinging guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, was near, it was near Havre de Grasse. Is, ah, that's how okay. it's pronounced. Uh, and it, the the course was was filled with deer. There were deer all over the oh. place. And Wait, dead or alive? No, no, alive. Oh, okay. yeah, alive. And I just like I couldn't. It was hard for me to look at these like these beautiful, sweet creatures and think like, you know, what I really would want to do is just shoot one right between the eyes. Like that's tough. <laughs> that's not for me. I once had a Harvard de Grasse. I once had a Harvard de Grasse reference in a story. Go on. Yeah, and Cal Ripken? No, I, I, I was doing a, I was writing in Washington at the time, and I was doing a story actually on, on Villanova's recruiting in the Washington area. They, they were like getting all these uh, real good players, uh, Dwayne Anderson, um, I think Dante Cunningham, Scotty Reynolds, and uh, and I was, I was, I was writing kind of about um, Jay Wright driving down 95, and I used the imagery, Havre de Grasse. You have the bridge. Right. It's it's like the bridge oh, yeah, it was right after that bridge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I mentioned the bridge in Harvard de Grasse. So I, I always remember that from that story. Do you read when you see the the sign for Aberdeen? Do you read it backwards? No, but I associate that with uh, Cal Ripken, the, the Ripken Stadium. Right uh, I say I, I say need Reba. Mm. <laughs> now I will associate that. Yeah, now I will. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we have another um, bird line here. More catches for Jordan Matthews the rest of the season, or yards for JJ Arthago Whiteside. Uh, yards for JJ Arthago Whiteside. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think I do too, but it is not a lock. But I will, I will go with him as well. All right, why don't we close with this final question from uh, Defop Ryan? What is the best non-football sporting event you have ever attended? Hmm. I would say mine would be game seven of the I'm getting the Raptors and the Bucks series uh, uh, mixed up. Which was the conference finals? Conference finals was the was was the Bucks. Was the Bucks? 
Was but that a game, game seven of the Raptors? No. Yeah, they both went to seven. Game seven of the Raptors, though, is when Vince Carter, Vince Carter missed, missed shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think. Uh, well, I, I did get to attend both of those in the in the upper seats, and nice. I think that uh, I don't know. In my head, I want to say the Bucks game seven because you were so excited that the Sixers were going to the finals. But I don't know. My memory could be betraying me here. I mean, it feels like at in the moment I would have been much more excited because of the. Vince, the way the the other series ended. So yeah. I don't know. One of those. It's a good answer. I um, would say. Go ahead. Um, oh no. Uh, well, okay. I, I will go uh, with. I covered uh, a, f- a few really good NCAA tournament games. What jumps out to me would be the. Um, uh, I, I I covered the regional in Boston. When Villanova went to the Final Four, they beat Pittsburgh on a last-second shot by uh, Scotty Reynolds um, going down the court uh, and, and, and hitting that, that uh, layup at the buzzer. So nice. that, would, that, that, that was one that stands out. Um, I, this, is a tough, this is a tough call. Uh, I feel like I've been pretty fortunate on this front. But I would say... Uh, Sentimentally, I would go with the. Uh, we went to the British Open with my brother and my mom, and that was a, there was a very fun experience. Who won? Was it the final that round? Was the, that was, was the Stenson Mickelson uh, final round duel. We were there for uh, for a couple days. Very and where nice. was it? Time. Yeah, that was at Troon Royal Troon. You got the full weather experience. Uh, I love a, I lo- a golf tournament. It's fun. You can sort of uh, make your own adventure. Whichever was the game that would have lent itself to Raja Bell chance, that's that's the one I remember. I like that. I think that was the Bucks one. Okay, there you go. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will be back on Friday with an app-only episode to preview the New England Patriots. Uh, she, I mean Zach, do you want to close with a, a kissing sound as you kiss the ring? <laughs> um. Well, I'm, 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 I will discuss the kiss the ring comment on Friday. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, just say no. <laughs> because I, I know that will go into like a cut somewhere of me making a kissing sound. So One can hope. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. For Sheil and Zach, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.